the first investor presentation i had someone mocked me a little by saying that you are india's 181st fantasy sports platform how do you even think that you'll succeed and and that's when i was pretty sure that you know this is this is the common myth because the entry barrier in the industry was very low everyone was launching a fantasy sports platform day in day out but we knew that this is a very long haul this business requires a lot of relentless focus on customer and sports and if we are able to do that for for a couple of years we'll establish our position from being the 181st to being a part of the top 5 and that's exactly what has happened hello everyone my name is Neil Patel and thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Indian startup show Today, my guest is Amit Purohit. He is the CEO and co-founder of Fantasy Akada, a fantasy sports platform that provides you with an opportunity to play fantasy cricket, fantasy football, and fantasy kabaddi by using your sports knowledge and skill. So today, he talks about building a hyper-growth sports tech startup, going from the 180th fantasy app to being in the top five. Amazing stuff. He talks about the USP, focusing on customer delight, and talks about marketing and why they focus on quality, not volume. Talks about a great story about how he got legendary cricket commentator Harsha Bogley into becoming a brand ambassador and investor with a cold email. He gives great advice for first-time founders. He talks about his primary role as a founder and how it's changed. And finally, some fantasy sports do's and don'ts for first-time players and much, much more. So please enjoy the show. Thank you. Hello, Emmett. Uh, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, hi, hi, Neil. Thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be here on your show. Please tell them this is what you're building. uh we are building a sports tech startup uh, in in india yeah. uh, our our flagship brand is called fantasy akhada which is basically a fantasy sports platform which runs in india it is currently india's one of the top uh, five fantasy sports platforms right now and we've been in the business only for two and a half years and 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 the idea is to you know keep developing world class products in the domain of sports uh, in the field of tech uh you know with the single point agenda of driving sports engagement in the country as we believe that sports engagement in india is still uh, you know at the tip of the iceberg mm-hmm. and and the idea is to build a you know legal scalable and a profitable business and that's what we endeavor to do because we believed that uh, you know fantasy sports is is like the single most important lever to drive people to watch more sport or consume more sport because because the moment you start investing in fantasy sports or uh, then then your propensity to consume that particular sport goes up because then you you know end up tracking that sport a little more you end up following those matches etc etc mm-hmm. so so yeah we are building fantasy akhada we built fantasy akhada in fact now we are getting into other domains and building newer products but yes uh, fantasy akhada is our flagship product right That's now sounds very exciting where did you come with the idea where was the you know the light bulb moment so i used to work with india's leading broadcaster uh, before we started up so uh, and it was star sports as you must be aware yeah, yeah, so yeah. india's leading sports broadcaster is star sports and that is where i used to work uh, and and in our in our corporate presentations all, always we used to we used to see this number that you know um, india's sports engagement at a per capita level is is abysmally low while while at a aggregate level we follow a lot of sport because the because of the sheer population of the country and because of the crazy you know following that cricket has in the country but if you look at it at a per capita level you know people don't consume that much sport very regularly and that is when the idea came up that you know if we were to build a, a sports tech startup which is scalable and which makes more and more people follow more and more sport then the headroom is is immense and that is when you know i started uh, you know talking to people i i come from a very you know normal upper middle class background and with no entrepreneurial experience in my family before so so it was a big deal to you know uh, to leave your job and start up on your own but uh, but then i put together a team of six people 
because i believe that it's not just about the idea you need to have the skill sets in house to be able to uh, you know uh, scale the product the way you want to and the way you envisage so then i started putting together a team of people from my from my friend circle or my first connections or second connections where people would be skill set you know uh, relevant in terms of what they bring to the table so we got a person for tech for analytics for digital marketing and we put this founding team together way back in 2019 mm-hmm. so the idea came from there then about which brand to launch first and that is when we did a deep research in terms of how you know what are the levers to drive sports engagement and that is where fantasy sports came up as a number one uh, lever and at that time in india you know fantasy sports were launching you know fantasy sports platforms were launching day in day out so i remember uh, the first investor presentation i had someone mocked me a little by saying that you are india's 181st fantasy sports platform how do you even think that you'll succeed and and that's when i was pretty sure that you know this is this is the common myth because the entry barrier in the industry was very low everyone was launching a fantasy sports platform day in day out but we knew that this is a very long haul this business requires a lot of relentless focus on customer and sports and if we are able to do that for for a couple of years we'll establish our position from being the 181st to being a part of the top 5 and that's exactly what has happened so we've been a part of this growth story as far as this industry is concerned in the country and right now we are looking to consolidate our positions among amongst the top 3 brands in the country awesome sounds sounds very exciting that uh, can you share some stats and obviously you started 2 years ago now you're in the sort of top 5 uh, in terms of like users uh, you know daily active users etc etc so we have uh, we have crossed 2.5 million uh, you know uh, registrations and and users on our platform uh, you know from a from a growth point of view if you were to talk about uh, from last ipl to this ipl we've uh, we've almost last ipl was in the month of september october when the ipl got pushed uh, to between two parts right so yeah. the second half happened in the month of september october and and the ipl has happened this year in april so between september to april we've uh, you know tripled our numbers across whether it is uh, value growth whether it is volume growth whether it is active users whether it is the rake that we are charging or the commission that we make the top line that we make so there has been a 3x jump across all metrics which is which is phenomenal for us and and that's where we are looking to you know look at say for example 24 uh, 24 months down the line we we look to have anywhere between 5 to 10% market share in this industry which will comfortably place us at a at a number 3 position where uh, where this industry is dominated by dream 11 where they almost have close to 70 75% market share so the idea is that you know consolidate our position and be at a at a 5 to 10% market share say for example 18 months down the line uh, yeah. so so let's go back to the start then so obviously you got you know the team of six and you know you you were being mocked uh, how, how did you get it off the ground then talk about the you know, briefly talk about the research and the sort of the product development side side of things you know the customer development etc and stuff like that Uh, what we were very confident about was that we had all the skill sets to start the product uh, you know we had a person from tech uh, we had a person who could do the digital marketing and scale it up we knew people who who know you who could focus on business development and making the regular fantasy sports existing fantasy sports players come onto the platform we had analytics background within the team in the founding team of six people who could who could churn out data in terms of what offer to be given to what customers etc so so we had all the skills in house Uh, of course money was something we all came from backgrounds which were very um, uh, which were very uh, you know uh, service class kind of background so we were very sure that we have to you know bootstrap a little raise from friends and families and that is that is what we did in the first i remember from 
Jan to April 2020 is is this is all we did uh, bootstrap and raise from friends and folks around um, for the first three to four months. Um, I remember we were we were just thinking that you know probably we've not raised enough. I I still remember it was a it was a total raise of 30 lakhs, which is basically three million uh, you know Indian rupees, mm. and and we and we were just about to hit the IPL you know April of 2020. Mm. and 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 that is when covid struck in the month of march of 2020 and you know while while this is not probably not the best thing to say or the right thing to say but for us i personally believe that covid was a blessing in disguise at that time because we definitely had not raised enough uh, given the bootstrap nature of our startup we had underestimated the kind of money that we'll need for the first 5 6 months including the ipl and and when the ipl got pushed from april may indefinitely for for the next half of the year we we got a window of approximately 2 months to implement our learnings that we had done in jan feb march yeah. and then see where we were going wrong yeah. so it was it was a period where we had zero fixed cost but uh, but it was also a period where our competitors were expecting a lot from the ipl mm. so they were slightly taken aback that the ipl was pushed but we were you know we had our learnings to improve the product based on our customer feedback for the first 3 months and then we also got a lot of runway to raise uh, properly in terms of our seed round yeah and that is what really helped us so uh, that period from april of 2020 where was, there was global shutdown of sports across the world uh, you know there was no sport happening anywhere and our app was also not serving any customers at that time that is when i started you know um, you know putting together this whole piece of how do we raise our first seed round and and, and i went to you know angel investors who were looking at you know giving us money at that time and we were also clear from our first 3 months that we needed a brand ambassador because in india if there are 181 fantasy platforms how will your uh, fantasy platform stand out so you'll need to have a face to it so these were the two things that we learned from jan feb march and then in the global shutdown and the covid uh, lockdown period we implemented you know all we in fact dedicated all our energies to get these two things sorted mm-hmm. and that is when we raised the first um, round which was approximately a crore a crore and a half which is uh, in indian rupees at that time and from an angel investor and also we managed to get harsha bogle on board as our brand ambassador yeah. so this was july august when all these developments happened and then we were very sure that now we've raised enough because the ipl was announced in the month of september the ipl had to take place in that month so we were very prepared that now with harsha on board uh, with the money that we needed to have the first ipl on board we were pretty settled at that time so the first year was in fact learnings have been there throughout in mm. fact all of 2021 has also given us a lot of learnings but primarily you know absolutely not able to estimate how much money you need right at the beginning was something that went very very wrong but god was kind that you know uh, we we got that two three month period where we could get our act right mm. and since then we we've, uh, we've, we've been raising as and when required and 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 since then touch wood it has been a good journey awesome what what other what are the other key learnings then going back to the early days that you you know what the, the key takeaways and what kind of customer feedback did you get then key learnings i primarily always divide into two parts one is uh, customer feedback and one is investor feedback uh, which is which is what we got at that time customer feedback was that you know uh, your your app does not have a brand ambassador what if you will run away with all the money that you take as deposits you know uh, they they feared that you know are you a relapse so i remember uh, in this industry and this is a very interesting anecdote that uh, you know in this industry we realized that the market leader was operating with a chatbot for the customer care piece right so basically if the customer has a problem then he or she can chat with the chatbot on the customer care part of the app and get the query resolved right 
now basically what the competition also did in this industry was that they felt that if the market leader is not having a customer care why should we have a customer care because probably this industry does not need customer care as such and that is where we thought that there's a huge opportunity we became the first app in the month of feb uh, feb of 2020 in our second month i remember where we launched 24/7 customer care we launched customer care on phone and email 24/7 and you know we that time it was just the six of us so we used to take customer i still remember my wife having nightmares about how many calls we'll get in the night when we were sleeping because people would call you any time right because there might be a new zealand cricket match happening at 3:30 in the morning india time and if a customer has an issue he or she will call right so if you've given a number then you have to be prepared for calls throughout and but we believe that this could be a complete game changer for us and in fact you won't believe that today we are india's only app which has a 24/7 customer care for fantasy sports users mm. and it has become and and today you know i still remember this anecdote on 31st of december 2020 31st of december 2020 at 12 in the night when when people were wishing each other happy new year i remember even then uh, the founders of this company used to handle customer care even then i remember it was one year into the business we used to still handle customer care and at 1201 i got a call on the customer care where i picked up and you know i wanted to understand what the query was and the person said that sir today i have just called to wish you happy new year no other app does this <laughs> but you have 24/7 customer care so today there's no problem i'm just calling you to wish you happy new year and take the time off and and leave the customer care space right now <laughs> and and that was the most heartwarming moment for me at least because you know because because this industry is such neel that you know you expect a plethora of calls and a flood you know what if the app goes down just before the ipl people fear that there will be so much uh, you know inflow of calls that we'll not be able to take it because it is very difficult to outsource this in our industry because understanding of fantasy sports is something that's very very critical for someone who's handling customer care yeah. so we have a we we've, we've we've invested a lot in you know hiring the right kind of people we keep this whole piece in house we don't outsource it to a call center we keep it in house we invest a lot of money and energy in uh, human resource training development and learning and and we've been doing that for the last two and a half years from the first employee who came on board to the 57th employee who has come yesterday i remember you know there is a completely clear chalked out training program plan for everyone who comes into the system and that is where we've been able to differentiate in a big big manner so so that is something as far as customer feedback is concerned investor feedback often you know you 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 know how the vc template works people yeah. used to often ask us that what is the differentiator how how do you differentiate from others and we often used to say uh, you know service and customer centricity and all of that but people are very hellbent on what other what is the different thing that your platform offers and and i often used to with my partners i used to often laugh it off that you know the supreme court of india has clearly said that there is only one model of fantasy sports that you can run so if if for the heck of differentiation you are actually going to tweak the product your borderline illegal right mm. because because supreme court is not allowing any other format so so there have been there have been instances where people took a lot of time to understand this probably you know the vc market at that time also was maturing towards understanding this industry and the magnitude of this industry so for the like like i believe that the the second year has been more challenging like 2021 and 2022 have been more challenging in the sense that you know to understand business scale business and take business to the next level 
2020 was a lot about you know making people understand the cliche and making people understand what the reality was so that is that is something that that took us uh, the first uh, 12 months and we were very very hell bent and clear that you know our focus is very clear that we want to deliver a sports centric customer centric platform mm. and and if we believe that we can do that then we'll differentiate ourselves in a big way we don't need to you know do tweaking in the product for the heck of it mm. so so this is how the journey has been primarily yeah it, it seems like a lot of customers think of customer service is like a, a cost center but you're 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 saying look it's not a cost center you know this this is where you can you know improve your competitive usp as it were correct correct i always believed that uh, you know um, it is a usp uh, it 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 still is you know we have we have a key account management program for the top users of our app we have a customer care which runs 24/7 for the entire user base that we have on our platform and and no other you know a lot of investors used to tell me that one fine day one player will come who will replicate all of this and what will you do then and i personally believe that top notch service if replicated also is very difficult to sustain and i would be more than happy if this industry replicates this service right if this kind of uh, nuanced service that we provide if the industry does this and replicates this and copies this i'll be more than happy because then this industry will grow faster than we are growing right now so mm-hmm. I, and i will continue to aim to get a bigger chunk of the market share as compared to my competitors and that will be an ongoing battle but i personally mm-hmm. knew that it will be a very very tough task for people to replicate it not many have been in fact we still are the only app in the country to have a 24/7 customer care and and mm-hmm. i'm pretty proud of that yeah right, let's let's talk marketing then um I'm assuming it's basically you're targeting men, you know, between 19 and 35. Uh, we basically look at targeting people from 19 to uh, 35, uh, as far as our marketing campaigns are concerned. And most of the predominant uh, audience, or in fact, predominant uh, would be an understatement. Uh, all our all our male players. So that is how our that is how our our marketing campaign is designed. What we've tried to differentiate, uh, you know, on on as far as marketing is concerned, right, is that. we've not gone we've not tried to you know explore levers of acquisition where we are not sure of quality so so mm-hmm. i'll tell you what 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 happens in our industries that there are a lot of performance marketing or digital marketing campaigns that give you a lot of volume it give you it gives you you know all the necessary metrics to tick box your user acquisition targets but what really happens is that if you don't get the right quality from this kind of acquisition then eventually your value targets will suffer so we've been very very clear that you know we will not go for sheer volume we will look at the right channels of acquisition you know india you won't believe in india uh, in the premier league broadcast of the of the uh, uh, premier league broadcast in the country was absolutely not being leveraged by fantasy sports platforms for advertising because yeah. because marketing was considered to be done on cricket because dream 11 was very active on cricket so most platforms used to leverage cricket we were the first brand in the country to do a annual deal with star sports for the premier league broadcast of this country because our belief was gameplay whether it comes on cricket or football is immaterial right we we are more focused on getting more and more people to play more and more on akhada that's it whether they are playing cricket kabaddi football none of our business we have to just try and see where there is an open area where we can advertise catch the attention of the user get him to download the app and get him to get playing right that was our thought process if cricket was expensive why would i buy cricket and the roi would be absolutely you know abysmal right so we were very clear so since the time we started advertising on football a lot of brands then started copying that you know this is probably a good lever i i still remember we did an annual deal with the sony sports network in this country where we were very clear that we will not touch a single match where india is playing 
Hmm. We said that we will take all your matches, all your matches where India is not playing, and you know they were not getting takers for that kind of matches already, so they were more than happy to give us an annual deal, and yeah. and that is where we got a lot of traction around the core user base in this country. Now I'll give you an example. Now just see, just just think that in India, if there is a match between West Indies and Sri Lanka T20I, who will be watching that match in this country? One, either that person has to be a purist of the top order, yeah. and secondly, a person who is playing fantasy sports. There is yeah. no third type of audience in this country who will watch West Indies versus Sri Lanka on a weekday in the evening a T20 international. That is where we felt that if there is a person who is watching this match, then there is a likelihood that that person is a fantasy player, and hence let's bombard our ads on these platforms. So for the first one and a half years, I remember. Our total marketing spend was thirty million uh, Indian uh, Indian uh, uh, you know currency, yeah. and in three crores we got the entire football and the entire non-India cricket portfolio for the entire year. And that is where you know our users who were watching these you know our our user base started getting a lot of good traction in terms of quality. People felt that this brand is not a seasonal brand around the IPL. This brand is here to stay. They are advertising throughout the year. and that is where we started to get that positive rub off effect on the on the minds of the people as far as top of mind recall was concerned so that has been a big game. now now we've started since the time we've been raising money we've started advertising on the ipl itself as well but there was a right time for everything we believed and and that is where i think the game changer was where we stayed away from any kind of marquee properties like india cricket or ipl or t20 world cup and we advertised on the low key events where we believed that the roi was very high and and that i believe was a big big success for us and and was a game changer for us from bringing us from 181 to number 5 yeah yeah definitely definitely a game changer you mentioned brand ambassador hashim bogley um you know world famous cricket commentator um how, how did you get him on board so uh, he used to he used to often visit the star sports office when i was there um right. and you know i used to probably have that fanboyish moment and probably be nervous and not to walk up to him and ask for a picture or you know ask for an autograph but uh, you know after I, i i started up you know my my thought process around the brand ambassador piece was very simple uh, it was uh, that you're looking for a brand ambassador and if that person doesn't stand for the vision of the organization then you're probably not just doing justice to the brand uh, that you are getting the brand ambassador for and you know our vision was very clear that we were not in here to just make a fantasy sports platform like like i said at the beginning of our call we were here to launch a startup which works in the domain of sports on the back of tech and drive sports engagement forward right and as a kid growing up for me definition of sports engagement to some extent used to be jeffrey boycott harsha bogle ravi shastri wasim akram that whole panel which used to come on the cricket commentary that i used to see very often right yeah. so harsha bogle was that part of my growing up years where he was one of the reasons why i engaged more with sport than i would have if he was not commentating right so i believed that rather than going for a run of the mill cricketer at that time because i remember at that time virat kohli was taken obviously even if he was not taken we couldn't afford him at that time but yeah. virat kohli ms dhoni rohit sharma they were all taken by bigger brands my feeling was that if you get a subpar cricketer as your brand ambassador you probably don't do your brand enough good and mm. if you get a world class commentator who stands for the vision of the organization in any case for all that he has done all his life he's just asked more and more people to be more engaged with sport through his commentary right so we believe that we will be able to stand out of the clutter and also get in a person who 
primarily stands for what we stand for and that i felt was a marriage made in heaven and that is where you know i i i was not really sure if i will be able to get him on board but i remember it was uh, it was the month of july of 2020 when i wrote a cold mail to him and mm-hmm. uh, you know I, and I, i still remember that mail took uh, 7 and 1/2 to 8 hours of drafting at my end and and finally when i sent it i got up the next morning and uh, there was a mail from harsha which said that uh, you've used a lot of good names in your mail uh let me know when we can speak and it was just a one liner and that is where i felt that probably he's he's connected with the mail he was the first brand ambassador of dream 11 and then had stayed away from all the fantasy sports platforms yeah. that that had approached him so i was a little nervous if he'll actually you know agree to be a part of this journey but then we spoke over call and i think two three mail chains um, you know f- uh, later we we got him on board as the brand ambassador not just the brand ambassador but he also invested in our business and he continues to be a very active investor in our business across rounds nice nice what what what's the um, what's the business model then how 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 are you making money out of it then so neil the business model is pretty simple in fantasy sports um so in fantasy sports the business model is that let's assume that today there's a match between india and south africa 22 mm-hmm. people will play that match neil patel makes his team out of those 22 people he selects his 11 and puts mm-hmm. 500 bucks on it similarly amit purohit has also picked up a team out of the 22 players who are playing put 500 bucks on that as well right now neil and amit will go head to head whoever wins takes home 100 uh, 900 bucks and not the 1000 mm-hmm. bucks that were uh, you know uh, pulled in so the the business model is that the fantasy sports platforms take a commission on the overall gameplay that's happening on the platform so in our hypothetical example me and you put 500 bucks each so that was 1000 bucks but the winner took home 900 and not 1000 because the 10% commission was kept by the platform so that's the yes. simple business model uh, so give give me some fantasy give some fantasy tips then you know for, for first time players well they what the do's and don'ts uh, so uh, if if so basically uh, it's very similar to you know and that is what i tell people when they generally ask me that you know what you're doing is it slightly shady in india do do people consider it legal etc etc and of course uh, you know i i dispel those myths that it is whether it is legal or not it is of course very legal but uh, as a consumer i always say that you know you have to be very int- it is very similar to stock market trading in india right uh, uh, it is say when i was growing up and i passed out of engineering a lot of these people around me used to enter the stock market and trade right i had no knowledge of how the trading happens right i had no knowledge of financials of the companies etc and i somehow felt very uncomfortable putting money when someone else told me that buy this particular stock i used to personally not favor that kind of principle where you're just asking from someone and putting money somewhere right so my belief was that if i am if i have some sort of skill at my end and i'm able to make money out of that then that is where i was more comfortable and that is exactly what fantasy sports is if you follow sport and if you have a basic understanding of the sport that you're following whether it is cricket football kabaddi use your intelligence and skill uh, selection skills and accordingly back your uh, you know knowledge rather than backing gut and you know uh, taking punt calls etc because there is some sort of money involved and of course try to do this only you know as a pastime activity and as a fun activity and and have always have an upper cap when you when you consider your you know uh, losses because because this is this is something that you should not do this there is and that that's something that we always say in our disclaimers also that you know financial responsibility is something that users must keep in mind but i personally believe that analytics uh, it is it is a game of skill and if 
if people are are backing analytics and using their selection skills then it is proven by research that a more skilled player will more often than not win against a less skilled player so mm-hmm. follow your sport passionately watch sport passionately use your knowledge of the sport that you've gained by following it and then make your teams and then uh, you know uh, enjoy this as a pastime and i'm very very sure that you will love it All right, let's talk about you then background obviously you worked at star sports what was the you know the thoughts of your employees and friends and family when you said you look, i'm going to quit this and so basically uh, you know uh, i i'm an engineer by uh, by degree i graduated okay. out of, out of uh, you know uh, an engineering college in 2009 then i went to b school in india accelerate jamshedpur which was 2013 then i worked in an fmcg company for 2 years before uh, you know before jumping into star sports because i believed that you know uh, you know selling something that you're passionate about is something that you know very few people get to do and it was a lot of fun so i joined star sports at that time uh, when when i was wanting to start up i just felt that the opportunity to do something in the domain of sports tech was very ripe and yeah. you know i by then i, I had been married for almost uh, you know 6 uh, to 7 years and you know we were pretty settled in in some of the basic things that you know you have to do after probably graduating and you know basic responsibilities were taken care of and we were in a very stable environment so i felt like uh, taking that risk at that time i felt okay. it was an opportune moment for me to take that risk i also had a good body of 7 years of work experience so if things didn't go the way i envisaged mm-hmm. then i could always go back to the corporate and you know get back to you know my own job so so i was very clear that this was a very and and this was a this was a punt worth taking at that time uh in fact uh, personally at my end my wife was very very supportive at all times so so there was no question there of course because the nature of the industry was slightly tricky uh, parents and and some outsiders do sometimes feel that whether this is a business which is legit or not and because at that time regulation was also uh, you know firmly uh, uh, setting its feet on the ground in the country and now it's much much better than how it was uh, at that time so there was some sort of worry and resistance about what kind of um, you know Uh, industry this is and whether this will be because of dream 11 the monster that there in the category will it be good to start a business in this category but but again i must say that barring these worries even even the parents were very supportive at both ends at my ends and uh, and my wife's end and and the family overall was very supportive but obviously you know in the initial years there was that fear around how it will pan out in fact that fear is still there neil you know i'll be lying if i say that we are pretty settled as a startup we are still a startup we are still growing and we need we need to do a, a couple of good years of good run rate and good revenue to be considering ourselves a safe sports tech organization so that is always there but the initial fear was was very much there but but the dedication and the focus that was there in my head at that time i think that convinced people around me and uh, like i said investors also initially used to doubt because because there is a lot of uh, competition in this market how will we be able to stack up but i think pretty much we've done a good job in terms of how we've come here so far How would you sum up the journey so far? Then, I personally have. I personally believe it is. It has been the best, uh, you know, two and a half years of my life, or three years of my life. In in fact, as far as learning is concerned, uh, I wouldn't have learned as much as I, and not just professionally, but also in terms of my own personal development, in terms of maturity, and you know, patience, and you know, anger management. And I, I personally feel that I have grown. way too much than i would have if i was in the corporate uh, over the last 3 years as far as uh, as far as how the company is is shaping up honestly speaking if you would have given me this situation today where we are today uh, two and a half years back i would have uh, grabbed it with both hands so uh, so 
to summarize i feel that uh, from a professional standpoint yes we are in line where we wanted to be and where i saw this organization two and a half years after so i think pretty much there i think we have one or two you know last legs of uh, you know acceleration that we need to do in the way we go about uh, whether it is business growth or fundraising etc and then i like i said we'll be able to call ourselves a stable organization in terms of growth and and um, you know uh, trajectory upwards so that is that is something that will happen soon i feel and as far as personality development and growth at a personal level is concerned i think like i said i've learned a lot 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 uh, than than i could have ever imagined in the last last two two and I, in fact i sometimes surprise myself uh, you know, when i when i reflect on some of the reactions that i've had or the way i've handled certain situations so pretty pretty satisfied with where we are and where i am personally did you ever come close to giving it all up was there any uh, a point so uh, not not personally from a uh, not not personally but yes there were times when uh, when your bank balance told you that uh, you know you, you will have to give it up so in my head uh, there were times in the month of march of 2021 where i used to feel that probably you know we'll not be able to see this uh, sale through uh, but but i just feel that you know the team and and that is where i give a lot of credit to the the founding team that i have here with with me because you know all of them had some skill that they brought to the table i personally was just responsible for man management fundraising and 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 all of that right so i personally feel that they did a lot of hard work in that one one and a half year where we were almost very close to you know uh, probably not uh, seeing the uh, you know seeing this sale through but but god at that time saw all the hard work that the team had put in and probably you know miraculously saved us in terms of raising the funds at just the right moment before the ipl of 2021 and and you know we can't be uh, thankful to god um, you know enough uh, with the way it panned out but but i feel uh, when when you put in the hard work then uh, somehow the whole universe conspires to just ensure that things move in the right direction and that's what exactly happened so personally have never been uh, disappointed or shattered by the situations or sometimes some uh, you know mishaps that happen uh, in the journey uh, to to think to start thinking in the lines of giving up but, but you know the only uh, moment you start feeling like that is when your bank balance tells you that uh, probably you won't be able to run this show so yeah it happened once but but i'm really glad that you know god uh, saw all the effort that we had put in and and it it that phase also passed Uh, yeah, so talk about the co-founders then. Were you all friends before you started, or did you know, did you not know each other? So, uh, so uh, we were we were yes, all friends. Uh, we were not really friends, but yes, we were all in the same. We we were in the same background. So I remember how this whole thing started was when myself and my you know, uh, my uh, partner Pratik, we we used to work in the same organization. So we thought of this, and then we said, right. yeah, this seems like this is something great. Then uh, we reached out to a friend. Uh, who was in my college uh, and he was my batchmate at Accelerate Jamshedpur and and uh, we also reached out to one person who was my senior at Accelerate Jamshedpur so we from two we became four um, then we knew that we needed someone from the tech team so my senior at Excel he connected me to this person who who had an out and out tech background for 10 years so we felt that he could be the right guy to lead tech for us as part of the founding team but then we also knew we needed someone who had the overarching business view and and can drive and who understands data consumer data and is manage is able to manage the consumer life cycle management um, and we knew someone in our in our fan, you 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 follow the fpl right so we also yeah. uh, play a lot of fpl in india so there was this fpl group of ours i remember where the five of us felt that this boy called sumit 
he you know probably could be the perfect uh, uh, piece to complete the puzzle and i remember uh, it was uh, it was i think game week 28 of that season uh, when i went down after the game week to bombay to meet sumit uh, we discussed uh, you know the opportunity that i was thinking in my head etc he jumped on to it immediately and and that's when we uh, got this whole team together so uh, so he was also at excel with me so we have out of the six people we have four people who are from excelrai jamshedpur which was the b school where we all went to uh, there was one person from star sports and one person with the tech uh, uh, you know pedigree to uh, set up this founding team Yeah, and you mentioned hiring strategies. Uh, we talked about hiring earlier. Uh, do you have any hiring strategies for people who are listening who may be going through the same yeah. thing? So basically, I personally believe that you know uh, it is just the founding team at that level where you need to really have the buy-in into the vision of the organization. After that, when you are looking to hire people, sometimes people get carried away with you know interest in the industry, um, and they put a lot of uh, you know undue in, you know weightage to that factor. I personally believe. I personally today also when we look at hiring, for most of the roles we don't put put a lot of emphasis on passionate sports fans to come into the organization. If if you are looking to hire a backend developer, and he or she does not follow sport. then there is no problem right you are actually hiring for the skill set of being a back end developer right so sometimes i feel in startups people get a lot of they they get carried away with this whole thing of um, you know um, not uh, looking at the skill set but looking at the softer aspects and this whole passion piece of you know what the vision of the organization etc we have to differentiate at all times that however inclusive you make it with esops and all of that there will always be a difference between a founder and an employee you know and i know i'm probably might not sound very right when i say all of this but i believe that it is a fact that people need to be really good at what they are being hired for and that is primarily what you should evaluate them for of course over a period of time if they really like the culture that you built here in the organization and if you really you know appreciate them and grow them well then then they will also start believing in the vision of what you are trying to build but to expect people to start believing in your vision and then be selfless and you know slog 7 days a week etc etc i personally feel is too much to expect you should look at building an organization where the culture is absolutely apt for a person to come learn and groom um you should look at hiring a person for the skill set rather than for the for the vision that you have set and third you should have a lot of work life balance for the employees and not just glorify hustle in the name of this whole startup culture and make people slog and expect them to you know continue to be loyal to you so i have at least personally followed these three philosophies and touchwood it has been good in terms of you know managing attrition and and making people grow into our system Hmm. Has your job as a founder changed then because obviously you started off you know hiring doing the fundraising are you still doing that is that your primary job now or has so, it changed now now uh, so from call center executive to what i'm doing today definitely it has changed uh, but uh, but now it's more about man management and just ensuring that uh, you know uh, people are um, you know the the delegation of leadership has happened and is happening in the right manner not is something that i personally just focus on these days fundraising is something that i continue to take very i have to uh, you know lead that piece and i and i do that but right now i think the majority of the day definitely has changed than how it used to look even for that matter 3 months back 
now i feel that we we are a 60 member organization close to a 60 member organization we not just have a founding team but we also have this concept of a slt which is called the senior leadership team that we built a layer below the founding team which basically you know enables our uh, the cascading of of what we are trying to achieve at uh, to the right uh, you know bottom so so we've built all of that and now today when when i'm speaking to you yes the organization has has become that mature and has people at various levels so i can just focus on fundraising and then just ensuring that this transition of leadership with the slt coming in does not get lost you know uh, and and is is cascaded properly so a lot of focus is just there that's all Awesome. Well, last few questions. Advice for first-time founders. Actually, you know, probably I'm not uh, uh, in. Uh, I still don't call uh, myself a successful startup or a successful founder. So sometimes <laughs> find it really awkward to give advice. But I personally feel that uh, you know, uh, don't get carried away with the cliche. I I personally believe that you know uh, what. Yes, it's good to read. It's important to read. Uh, you you see a lot of commentary around startups and how you should raise money, how you should build a team, etc., etc. But I personally feel that you should just focus on what suits you best. um i still remember that you know people used to tell me that six founders is too much you'll fight with each other and all the all of this will collapse i was of the school of thought that if i don't know tech and if i don't know customer life cycle management i just have the vision of what i'm building and i understand sports how can i start up without a co-founder or without a founding team which does not have all of this expertise in house because then otherwise i'll have to hire for this and then you know once you hire then there is always that difference in the feeling of passion between you and the employee right however uh, senior you are hiring him for so my belief always is that you should suit what you should do what suits you best i knew that uh, we needed a team uh, at the time of starting up that we needed a team which had the skill set so we went with six founders never regretted it in fact proud of it till date so that is point number 1 so i this is example number 1 and secondly a lot of people used to tell me that you know you know having a lot of people on the cap table is a mess i personally believe that at that time when vcs were shying away in terms of investing at that time if you got a lot of people who were wanting to be a part of your growth story and believed in your vision as hnis and family office investors why not just because you have to you will have to put in a lot of effort to manage a lot of people on the cap table does not mean you will not drive shareholder value forward right so my my belief has just been that you know don't go by the cliche uh, my advice to uh, people who are starting up right now is that be very clear uh, uh, with what you want to do be very detail oriented before you start rejecting the cliches my my cliches are good because they are out of a lot of literature that you will read so it's not always wrong but if you have a lot of detail orientation around what you are trying to build and it is completely opposite to sometimes what the cliche is i think you should back your uh, detail orientation over what you read uh, last question uh, for people who want more information or interested in downloading the app what must they do so you must just visit www.fantasyakada.com uh, if you follow your sport you should download the app play your team if you love your sport i think you will start loving it a little more and and try out the platform give us feedback uh, you know we are more than happy we uh, we take pride in running a customer care which runs 24/7 and and tries to resolve all sort of queries and tries to take all feedback in so we'll be more than happy but 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 feedback and playing aside i if you my my suggestion to people would be that download any fantasy sports app not just fantasy akada download the apps where you will see that your 
following of sport grows if you enjoy your fantasy sports responsibly i i personally feel that it makes you a lot more analytical it makes you uh, you know it teaches you fan- playing fantasy sports teaches you a lot of life skills and i'm and i'm not saying because i'm making people uh, download the app i'm i genuinely believe that if you are a fantasy sports player it teaches you a lot of life skills which only help you in the future mm-hmm. what what's your ipl team just have interest my, my ipl team did not have virat kohli and that's why it did really well <laughs> okay. so so it was a team which did back um, you know uh, lucknow super giants to do really well mumbai to not do well so i had a lot of uh, kl rahul's rashid khans uh, from gujarat etc in my team and 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 did pretty well this ipl yeah. yeah yeah so josh butler was my was my uh, captain throughout for i think 75% of the ipl Uh, mm. uh, in even when people were dropping him from the captaincy position because of law of averages as they said in the first half of the season i backed him right through the end it did bother me a little in the end but but i guess he made me win my league so i was pretty happy with it and in terms of the bowlers who was the top bowler rashid khan like i said rashid khan okay. was there right up there in my team so i've always been and i've been a very very ardent fantasy sports player whether it's football premier league or it is uh, whether it is cricket i have i have played i think i play uh four uh, so i play big bash world cup uh, in the year i play fpl i play champions league fantasy and then i play ipl also apart from all the startup running that i do so i really enjoy my fantasy but honestly i do play so much because not just because i want to understand the consumer etc that doesn't happen i am more a fan of season long fantasy because i genuinely believe that it ticks my brain when you have to take calls week in week out day in day out i just feel that it makes you so much more sharper so i i this ipl i had um, josh butler rashid khan kl rahul um then we also had uh, mohammad shami for some point then we had traded him out so so a lot of a lot of good players we in fact uh, you know i ended up winning the league so i think it was a very very good hmm. successful ipl season yeah it sounds good and what what's going to be the next big competition for you then in terms of the fantasy sports uh, fantasy sports is a very um, you know non seasonal business as compared to how as uh, contrary to how people make it to be so right yeah. now we have a lot of um, you know good quality cricket going on uh, from the india cricket series to the uh, in fact for that matter england versus netherlands is also a very good series for us when it comes to fantasy mm-hmm. sports in india so there's a lot of bilaterals happening but yes we are gearing up for the t20 world cup that will come in and the fifa world cup that will come in so really really excited about the second half of the year where we'll have the t20 world cup and the fifa world cup and we are making a lot of changes to the app to make it look very new fresh faster and 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 slicker to ensure that we we are able to achieve path breaking numbers on the back of the t20 world cup and the fifa world cup awesome i mean thank you for coming on the show today and i wish you all the best thank you so much neil it was a complete it was an absolute pleasure to have you uh, to host me on this on this show and and thank you so much Awesome stuff that. Cheers, buddy. Thank you, thank you, thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Thanks to Amit for coming on the show today. For more information, check out fantasyarcana.com. That's the end of the show. And let's connect on facebook.com forward slash Indian Startup Show and Twitter at Indian Startup SH or email hello at neilpatel.co. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>